Hello, I'm Gavin Bennett, and this is the Bridgetown Daily for Tuesday, May 26th. I keep thinking about this idea of re-entry. To be honest, it kind of makes me a bit nervous. And while I clearly know that I'm not in the majority here, I have talked to enough people uh, who agree to know that I'm not alone at the same time. It's not that we're afraid of getting sick per se, though we certainly have no desire for that. It's more that we're a tad overwhelmed at the idea of having finally found a rhythm of some sort in all of this chaos, and now comes the looming reality of having to learn a new one with each new phase. But as I've been processing this over the last few weeks, something else keeps coming to mind. See, I've also been thinking about the way that Jesus encountered situations. Things changed when he walked into a room. People were healed, the blind saw, the dead raised. People caught in the clutches of shame were shown their belovedness. Those trapped in cycles of sin were forgiven and set free. And this was because Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think that an aspect of this filling that I don't think often enough about was the way that Jesus saw things. Think about that story of the man in the region of the Gerasenes across from the Lake of Galilee. He was tormented by so many demons and was so dangerous that they tried to bind him with chains, but not even that could contain him. He was incredibly violent, and the scripture says, quote, For a long time this man had worn no clothes and, or lived in a house, but he lived in the tombs. Can you imagine? Talk about an unsettling character. I, I think it's funny uh, that the account of this story starts with the words, quote, they sailed, and the very next sentence reads, quote, when Jesus stepped ashore. It's almost as if the disciples stayed in the boat. Uh, yeah, m- me too. Hard pass on that one. I can almost hear the disciples saying, yeah, Jesus, uh, we'll be right there. We just got to grab a few things from the other side of the boat. Uh, and in this case, like I would imagine, honestly, is true of most of the time Jesus did or said anything. The disciples probably thought to themselves, well, this is it. We knew it would probably happen one day. He's a goner. But as is also true of each moment Jesus said or did anything, something beautiful occurred. In part, this was because Jesus didn't see the man for what he was, but for who he could be. It's like that time uh, when we as a staff first toured Holiday Park. I was over the moon about us getting a new building and remember thinking after that tour as we were going through everything, going, wait, this is it? This is what we're buying? I couldn't see what the architects and the designers could see when they walked through the building. I couldn't understand what people meant when they kept saying, it's got good bones. But as I've watched the progress and seen the updates, I'm beginning to see in a new way. The building has changed so much that I almost can't even remember what it looked like. It's absolutely stunning. And in this, as well as in the current pandemic, uh, I have been learning that most people either let reality hold them back or they ignore reality. But Jesus didn't do that. He had a vision of things not just as they were, but as they could be, and not in an unhealthy, naive denial that relied on reframing reality. He could see reality. He accepted reality. He was more than just an optimist, but he also didn't let that reality hold him back. He saw things through the lens of possibility, which is a much more exciting and powerful way to see the world. Now, I used to think that when Jesus saw someone, uh, when, when we read in the scriptures, when he saw someone, he was disappointed because uh, he could 
also see exactly who that person could have been or would have been. You know, he saw this demoniac we were just talking about and thought, oh man, if the demons hadn't gotten him, he would have been a super math teacher or something like that. But, but now I'm not so sure. I think Jesus saw each person as wholly loved and known by his father and was simply making space for that love to do its excavating work. He saw the possibility of becoming. That infinite nature of potential that presents itself when God's love meets people. His focus was not just on a better future, it was also on a better now. And nothing got in the way of Jesus seeing that. As we say at Bridgetown all the time, following Jesus as our rabbi means that we make time and space to be with him, to become like him, and to do what he did. So with this story in mind, we get to practice seeing the world the way Jesus did, wholly rooted in reality and yet brimming with possibility. We get to learn this new way of seeing everything in both the now and the beautiful mystery of the not yet. So back to the story. How did Jesus leave this man? Well, the text says all of the demons were gone and that he was found, quote, sitting at Jesus's feet, dressed and in his right mind, which is the posture of a disciple. It's not that Jesus denied the chaos or ignored the unsafety. He talks enough about things like counting the cost and in this world, you will have trouble to suggest otherwise. Jesus knew the chaos and he felt the unsafety. He didn't rashly or recklessly push past it. He held it. He lifted it to the Father, and he let the Spirit illuminate the possibilities. So this is what I get to do with this idea of reentry. The idea of phase one and two and so on still feels daunting to me, that changing of routine again and again. But as I lift it up to the Father, the Spirit of God is showing me some new possibilities that come along with these changes. The possibilities that come in seeing my friends and my family again. The possibilities in working in our new building instead of at the desk next to my bed in my room. The possibilities, Bridgetown, in us meeting again in person and the beautiful meaning that that will hold after the corroding years of what became routine was mixed with the months of each other's absence. Another story that's been coming to mind is the one where Jesus is with his disciples, Martha and Mary, after their brother Lazarus, who is also one of Jesus' really close friends, had died. After they wept together and right before Jesus raised him from the dead, Jesus turned to Martha and Mary and said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? As I take time to invite the Spirit's possibilities, new horizons rise around me. The weight on my shoulders feels lighter, the tension in my chest eases, and that ache for human contact inside of me flickers to life again. And in all these things, we see that possibility is the container for the miraculous. And practicing to see the possibilities is a small way of our practicing resurrection, our way of seeing not just a way forward, but many. And in each of these ways waits Jesus, our gentle guide. And so to end, I want to read a liturgy that I wrote about this idea of possibility. And before I read this prayer, would you begin by taking a deep breath in 
and repositioning yourself into some posture of receiving, perhaps hands open in front of you, or tilting your head back to look upward, or closing your eyes. It's not a magic trick, just get comfortable. This is a liturgy for those learning to see possibility. We who either ignore reality or let it limit us need a new way of seeing, O Lord. For it can be difficult for us to see possibility. Let hope fill our hearts as our minds stretch the atrophied muscle of imagination. May expectation grow in us as we wait for the unfolding, not just of what is to come, but of what could be. And in this, let us learn the possibility of becoming. Everything in its time, not too fast, not too slow, but brought to full term, fit to burst with potential. As sprouts trade the soil for air, let us see as you saw, the infinite sky of the not yet, buried here in the soil of the now. And in this, let us learn to hope again. Let our hearts yearn for you, the horizon of our expectations. Let our minds wander to you, the goodness at the end. Let our eyes watch for you, who is our coming help. Let our hands reach out for you, the one who reaches back. And let us, with every breath, grow to become like you, who sees what could be, who sees in mystery, who sees with possibility even unto the end of the age.